0: Here at Cannes, we
1: like to focus on open and inclusive dialogue. For people who are interested in our previous shows, you can find our free archives at Spreaker.com, at the Cannes Projects podcast on Spreaker.com, or... Are you an expert on... Co- help, so check us...
2: Are you an artist or creator with a social conscience? Do you have an inspiring story or material to share that's helpful to people? are you an expert on culture arts nature or wellness if this sounds like you or someone you know we'd love to hear from you at can projects where we advocate that active engagement in positive and creative outlets is beneficial to our health and environment our talk show can projects podcast reaches 20 plus online platforms and features insightful inspiring and expert guests You can check out the show on our free archives on Spreaker.com and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you, so please feel very welcome to email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. Help each other. Help us all.
1: Very welcome
0: back to hey. Can Projects. How are you doing, Chris? Not too bad. Just checking to make sure our streams are all up and running. Yeah, we're live right now, and we're back. We're back in the can. Just about. <laughs>
1: and I am your yeah. co-host and project coordinator, Shane McKay, and you're very welcome to Can Projects.
0: And I'm your other co-host and project coordinator, Christopher Snead. Or Chris Snead, if we're being less formal about it. Yeah, for I'm anyone out can. there wondering, it's Chris. We're going with Chris. Yeah, and here at Cannes, we like to focus on open and inclusive dialogue.
1: We do. We certainly do. And we're really happy to be back, and we missed yous. We missed yous, even though Chris has been great to get a couple of bits sorted there. Uh, We're just about uh, into year two and season two, and we've a load of stuff in the bag. And we just put out a great show there. Oh, we just put out a great show. With Paul Handrick from the Bee Sanctuary of Ireland, and Chris did a great interview on that. It's part one is up at the moment.
0: Hmm. I had a great it was a great time. Like, really, like, we were really kind of on each other's wavelengths and stuff, you know. Um, and uh, it just you know, apart from being a bit rambly and stuff, but you know, that's a great listen. (laughs) No,
1: it's a great listen. I listened to it like. A Good few times, and I, mm. I learned a lot actually from it as well. He's very, very non- knowledgeable, Paul, the bee guy. Um, I came across him on Twitter, he's on Instagram, and things like that. The bee guy, and they do mm. really, really amazing uh, nature and wildlife photography. They've got a great eye, Chris, actually, as well.
0: Oh, yeah, and good subject matter, you know.
1: Yeah, they know it really well. What does they have? 55 acres of yeah, land. That,
0: well, 31 football pitches or something
1: yeah it was something like that wasn't yeah. it and yeah. um they've let it go wild they're, they're they're it's just like natural habitat and um their whole kind of ethos is like let nature do its own thing but we'll give it a
0: helping hand if it needs yeah that's it once it, once nature finds the balance it tends to keep it you know yeah i think they're gone some since 2012 was that is that it Something like that, yeah. Something like yeah. that, yeah. So they're 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 gonna they're, they're they're well established.
1: Kinda,
0: I think with projects like that, you have like when you actually start, when you officially start, and when you really start. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, we're going to talk about that a, 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 a bit more in a sec, but I'm just going to double check our streams are all gone. So yeah, hello to Can Projects. Hello to YouTube uh, Let's Talk Channel. Hello to Can Projects. Mixed channel, hello to Twitter, hello to Facebook, and oh, and hello to SoundCloud, apparently. Yeah, and uh, you're That's all welcome. Up on us.
0: Yeah, you're <laughs> all very
1: welcome to um, this simulcast, live stream on a Wednesday, 27th of June. Am I right there? July, sorry. July, yeah. July, and you're very welcome to the Tour of Die uh, podcast for people who are looking at the video right now. Mm-hmm. Um A bit odd somehow me and Chris both have red dots right in the middle of our foreheads um, hmm. it's a bit odd all the better to see you with <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs>
1: I know some dwarf thought it'd be funny to give me a, a headbutt while I was asleep but I didn't realise I was awake and yeah. kind of backfired a little bit
0: yes fantasy yeah. dwarf hmm. <laughs> so it's good to be back Chris yeah, it's great. I, I really missed it, actually. Yeah, me too, it, it'd man. it become part of my week, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was great. We I mean, had a great first year. We had a really, really, really interesting first year. We learned so much, and we've been putting quite a lot of effort. Even though we haven't been taping shows and things like that, we've been getting a few bits and pieces done. Like you might be able to see in the background, we've got a new logo. Woohoo! We're mm-hmm. getting on top of some really important stuff, and... Um, the website has come along really, really well, and we've been getting a few little bits and help in pieces. But we've really focused in on refining our message and making sure that our messaging is right, and we're super excited about that. Actually,
0: yeah. And I've gone for a white t-shirt, yeah, <laughs> to change things up a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, before we get uh, into the the actual topic of this show, which has to do with biodiversity and things like that, let's just do a quick old recap. So, last week, like we said, we had uh, Paul Handrick from the Bee Sanctuary of Ireland. I highly recommend you check out their website at com. Part one, Mm -hmm. audio and video is up and available right now in all the usual spots on Spreaker, on YouTube, wherever you're listening to us. And, by the way, we really need some uh, help OK, <laughs> so if you're if you're if you're coming back and you really like this, it would be just, you know, a few subs or a little hello or a comment would kind of go a long way. And next week or this week, sorry, we're going to have hopefully if we can get get it all edited and ready to go, out, will be the second part of the Be Sanctuary of Ireland with Paul Hendrick. And the audio will go out first and then the video will go out a little bit later. Second. And that's how we're going to be doing it. So moving forward, last season we kind of had like... We had set days and things that things were going out. We're not going to promise that things are going out every week. It might happen, but it may not happen. Um, Because we've other stuff that is really important that we're working on for Cannes. um, Like some exhibition stuff and just kind of getting the whole thing. There's a lot of stuff that goes on aside from the show. It's never really supposed to be just a show. But yeah. the talk show has been brilliant, Chris, to connect with people, and we like we've learned so much. Actually, just all the things that really interest us, like diversity and inclusion and equality yeah. and culture.
0: Yeah, and we've connected with some great people in groups over that time as well. You know, um, made some great friends and uh, allies. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, and that's important as well. Solidarity is like a big team as well around here and um it's great when you meet people and you see other like part of what we do at can is like try to highlight important stuff but positive stuff as well you know like we, we do highlight important stuff that can that, that can be a bit heavy and stuff and that's really important to have a balance mm. but um a big part of it is like there's so much bad news out there that like yeah. it's really important to actually be actively engaged with like to find out, well, what 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 are some positive things that are happening out there? Because especially Chris, the kind of stuff we're doing, like we kind of talk about the environment a bit and things like that, and that that doesn't just mean forests and things. That means like well, your daily environment, like going to the shop and saying hello to your neighbour. Like that's all your environment as well. Um, but it's a space when you get in talking about environmentalism. Paul Hendrick had some really great insights on that. How it can be, you know, it it can be a
0: distressing space. There's a lot of anger and fear out there that's it and a lot of competitiveness as well which I mean it's counterintuitive it's counterproductive like yeah
1: yeah and like there's a lot of people out there who really want to help but I think they're they're, they're kind of they have a lot of fire you know and it's kind of Mm. like You know, sometimes that kind of approach is necessary, but it's like Paul was saying, like we don't really want to get to that point when there's no more bees to find out what it's going to be like. So, in other words, we don't want to have to argue our case so strongly that we're just screaming at each other all the time and nobody gets heard. Yeah, that's it. Open and inclusive dialogue. That's it. (laughs) That's it. So, any thoughts, Chris, on what's coming
0: up? Well, I mean... We've 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 still got a few shows to put out, haven't
1: we? We do, Our, we do. We've some yeah. great ones coming up, and we've a few to book as well that are going to be great. Mm. We're going to be mixing it up a wee bit. There's going to be Chris is doing going to be doing some solo stuff. I may do a little bit of solo stuff, but we'll be getting other guests in and kind of dividing things up a little bit, just to kind of help um, get a bit more Stream, niche right, yeah. and stuff on certain things um, and a bit of variety as well. Um, so that more stories coming we're hoping to do a good bit more Gwail and there's a great show I'm looking forward to Chris that you're going to be typing soon hopefully
0: yeah I have to get onto that. that yeah.
1: <laughs> do you want to give a wee hint a wee...
0: Um, well we'll be we'll be diving, diving back into Native American culture again but Native American culture in a modern media and it's being completely kind of Produced by Native Americans for mostly for a Native American audience, but hopefully other people will get into it as well. Like because uh, there's a Native American comic book shop that I will be talking to the owner of, hopefully so. Yeah,
1: it's going to be great, and he seems like a nice guy from the initial contact.
0: Oh yeah, and uh, it'll be good to do some nerding off, like you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's then, great. You know, may, maybe I'll pay buy one of his uh, D&D campaigns because there is some Native American D&D games I'm, that are, they're producing as well. I've come across some uh, kind of
1: Native Slant uh, comic book stuff and some of that stuff looks like really, really cool. Like one of the ones... Oh, yeah. It's like um, somewhere between Ulysses and... Um, Columbus, where they, they go back in time. There's like a bunch of native time travelers who go back and stop Columbus from uh,
0: <laughs> colonizing.
1: Yeah. And uh, that sounds like like pretty epic. Like
0: hmm. I can't remember what that one was called. Actually, I came across that one myself. Uh, it's kind um, of I, I don't know.
1: I could be wrong, but I think that was kind of like coming out when I saw it, like in the last while. Yeah, yeah. Don't know if it's out yet or not. And the D&D sounds pretty interesting, though, because what is it? They use all, like, native folklore and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I think I'd nearly <laughs> prefer that than, like, regular D&D, you know?
0: Well, I'd like to see kind of cultural D&D, because it would be a, yeah. it'd be, it'd be a fun way to kind of learn about different cultures. Yeah, know?
1: exactly. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, any culture, like, as a, like I like D&D. I like, like, like to get medieval on people's asses sometimes. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Like yeah, culture in general would be really cool. I mean I'm a big fan of risk, but that's not really a cultural thing. Um Yeah.
0: That's 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 one we disagree on, is it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, well I like my dice, but you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like Monopoly never, as when I was, I was a kid. Never a
0: big, really? I was, yeah, never a big risk fan. Ah. You know? But then again, I mean well, I mean, you're not I mean, a statistician yeah, that's it. Like, I just like to go in and blow things up. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm
1: not a statistician either. Yeah. could you tell?
0: Uh, no. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. So 13 minutes. all in already. We we'll go for a wee break in a minute, but um, and we're going to get into talking about biodiversity and things like that. Mm. But definitely, please do go and check out the 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 vital vital work that the Beast Sanctuary of Ireland are doing, I found it really, really inspiring, which is why they mm. make an absolute perfect guest. And Paul has said he'd love to come back, so we we'll, we'll look forward to that. Um, we'll be, yeah, well, there's got to be some guests. we gotta, we got to actually go back and just kind of have a little look and see there might be some people who might be interested in coming back on soon. Um, I'm hoping Cara uh, might come back soon, but he's lost in space somewhere, so...
0: Uh, he's been lost in space for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? But uh, as long as he's not lost in time, we're grand. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You because know? those timelines can be hard to match up. Like It is kind of tricky. Like, Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay, so we're going to roll the old bumper and we'll be back on the other side in a few minutes.
0: Talk to you then. Here at Cannes. We like to focus on open and inclusive dialogue. For people who are interested in our
1: previous shows, you can find our free archives at Spreaker.com. Do you have an inspiring story or... Are you In-house an artist
2: or creator they... with a social conscience? Do you have an inspiring story or material to share that's helpful to people? Are you an expert on culture, arts, nature, or wellness? If this sounds like you or someone you know, we'd love to hear from you at Can Projects, where we advocate that active engagement in positive and creative outlets is beneficial to our health and environment. Our talk show Can Projects podcast reaches 20-plus online platforms and features insightful, inspiring, and expert guests. You can check out the show on our free archives on Spreaker.com and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you, so please feel very welcome to email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com.
1: Help each other, help us all.
0: And we are back. Yes. And I have to remember that on Facebook, people can see me in my environment all the time. (laughs) That's right. And, yeah. yeah, on Facebook, yeah. Uh, hiya, yeah. Facebook. you Facebook. Know, yeah, I, I, I can't be going Pick my nose around where we're on the break time. <laughs> so we are going to get into
1: <laughs> into biodiversity and all that. I want to get into that and I'll pick your band a yeah. bit, 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 Chris. But I suppose let's fill in people a little bit about what's been going on and what's, what's not been going on. So we had a massive long break there. and We were both very tired. And, and very I'm, busy at the same time. <laughs> well, you were, I wasn't. Mm. Uh, because I had an L flare-up, and I'm not really going to get into all of that right now. There's been some updates on that that I'm not really going to get into all of that right now. Mm. But we will say that we still at least managed to make some productive use of the time, and we took stock of everything we've done over the last year. And I, in fact, almost, almost, and kind of still have, have, like, have... uh, There's been an exodus from social media by Shane McKay, because I tell you, after May, Chris, like social media, it can be a great outreach tool. um, But if you don't, if you're not on top of your filtering, it can melt your brain, or at least it did for me anyway.
0: Yeah, Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that once you fall down the rabbit holes, it can get a bit. Even when you know the rabbit holes are there it doesn't mean you, you might not like you might not your
1: ankle might not like fall in while you're trotting the bog like hmm.
0: and some of the rabbit holes are very tempting as well
1: <laughs> yeah well it's just kind of like i don't know i suppose like something like this where it's an outreach thing you want to reach people and you're trying to grow the thing But let's just say there were a lot of stuff going on in May and then even more stuff happened in May. And I just got I just basically was totally drained of the social media thing. So I don't have Instagram on my phone. I don't have Twitter on my phone. I don't have Facebook on my phone. I don't have any of those things on my phone anymore. But I will still be making use of the outreach side to it because we have actually found some brilliant, brilliant guests, some of our favorite guests um, through the social media outreach. So I was prepared to actually just let it all go and forget about it. Um, but I will be doing where we—I should say—we will both be doing bits.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but it, like it's as can you know. So like people who we might have seen some of the stuff we were doing in May, we were talking about Emmy Awareness Month, a lot Awareness Month. And so I was kind of chiming in with some of my own personal kind of. Uh, experiences and stuff like that so there'll still be little bits of that here and there but generally on social media it'll be Can you're hearing from as opposed to if me and Chris want to talk about something like that's Mm. kind of personal to us it it might end. there might be wee bits on there but generally that's the way we're going to separate things like that and so far it's working really well
0: for the whole headspace thing that's it I mean you know I mean Can should be more of an entity into onto itself yeah you know that's it that's it We, we we need to keep our own personal stuff separate to it, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just kind of important. But the thing is, is, like, the project is very personal to us. So that's yeah. where you tread the line. It's a little bit like the creative outlets can be, like, a really good thing or it can be a double-edged sword, like, because if you're just pulling yourself into something you're really passionate about all the time and you don't have a proper balance, like... balance and you don't have your the reins on it properly properly, um,
0: that's one thing that can happen and we've spoken about that on here before
1: so biodiversity
0: chris yeah biodiversity is a kind of a deep deep topic like and it can it can uh it can actually be a bit controversial for some people as well like um like take the rewilding thing there's a lot of people have a problem with the term rewilding because it you know, depend on who's using it, really. Um you know, like it's Well it's become <sighs> one of these hashtags. Yeah, that's it. You know? It's like it's like when people say they're starving, but they really mean they're hungry, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, well Paul brought up a great point about how I mean, like they like to talk about natural habitat whereas the rewilding thing Um, Like, I know Wolves is a movement that has a lot of momentum and a lot of talk, Hmm. and it's interesting. I find it really interesting as a topic. And, yes, there are parts of the world where that could be good, but, like, to say that it should be done in Ireland, I I haven't seen anything that convinces me of that. And as far as I can tell, there are people out there saying that.
0: Yeah. I mean, like... A lot of the animals that if they were to reintroduce them, their habitat has changed so much that they might not actually fit into it anymore. Yeah. At this stage because we're talking about long term extinctions, you know. Plus it's a range thing. Like wolves need a really,
1: really wide range. Like packs of yeah. wolves need like a bit like, you know, the likes of Yellowstone and, and things like that. Like yeah. that's what they need. Like
0: That's it. You'd have to kind of empty out a county. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wolf County. Yeah. Is yeah. that a real place? I think it might be. Uh, I think Probably there's sp- a place called Latin America, yeah. It
1: might be on native uh, land. Hmm. But, um,
0: yeah, so, I mean, like, it's all about the terminology used and what you actually mean, you know. And the problem is, like, everybody attaches a different meaning to a term. So Paul said it was more like just giving back to nature and allowing nature to take over, mm. you know. mm so, um, yeah, biodiversity, right? I think I mentioned the domino effect of extinction, where, mm. yeah, did you? Um, if you take out like a keystone animal or a keystone plant, everything just crumbles down on itself. Like, if you take out, say, the Cooper, mo- the Cooper moth, which is a type of butterfly. Then ragwort would grow everywhere because that's like the main thing that eats that plant, mm. and that would squeeze out other plants which would squeeze out other animals, which would you know it's a down, downward spiral where one thing takes over Um, kind of like uh kind of like like salmonella and e. coli are naturally in our digestive system, but once they're in balance with say like all the other things, if, if everything is in balance, they're not an issue. It's just when there's too much of one,
1: mm.
0: it kind of takes over for everything else, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's where the term invasive species comes in, and why in customs that they're so like they you don't even f- want you bringing in seeds or from other yeah. regions because, like you say, it, it, if it's it can be it become it can become invasive.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, there's been so many things like that now. Um, there's a soft-shelled freshwater clam at the moment that's a. Uh, wreaking havoc in the Shannon and then Barrow and the Nore, Because um, basically, like, it reproduces so fast and has no natural predator here that it's killing the riverbed because mm. no plants can grow, no fish can feed, you know. Mm. Um, and, like, to try and keep up with that, they're out um, putting down rubber matting to smother them out, like.
1: Yeah. Well, isn't Which, that, again, that's the thing they do, you know, like, sometimes, like, Oh, I don't know what's the tip, what, what's the typical thing where it's like, oh, we've got a snake problem, well, get the bears in, or well, now we've got a bear <laughs> problem, well, get the shotguns, <laughs> or like, you know, it's just yeah. kind of like, you know, it, 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 like if you have to keep going down that chain of dest- of being destructive, like, you're not really getting to the root cause our problem mm. and like we, it's something we'd love to talk about and raise awareness about on is like the importance of that kind of harmony with nature you know like nature will look after like nature doesn't discriminate you know it's like there's yeah. a natural balance Like, and I think we're at a point now where we're talking about climate change and the climate crisis um, and I think where the conversation needs to really go in a calm way is restoring the environment now like healing the mm-hmm. environment and i think that can be as simple as like you know starting with ourselves for a start like you know what i mean that like if 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 we aren't contributing to a a, a thriving environment we need to ask ourselves why well wh- what is it that's and listen to our emotions and like okay well wh- why am i why am i feeling a bit funny like and paul was Paul was talking about how when people go out there to the sanctuary of Ireland and they leave their phone at the door, that you can just see it on their faces like after five, ten minutes or half an hour or mm. whatever, that they have just like totally it and just feel totally relaxed, you know. And there is, you you brought up that point, Chris, there's such a need for those spaces now for people to just, we're, we are saturated in technology and advertisements and distractions and gizmos and like that just to go out and for a bit of fresh air even if it's like to your local park like you know it makes such a difference but when you get out there into nature there's just for me nothing beats that chris
0: yeah i mean like you can smell the life you know literally like what's the
1: stuff that grows on the trees is there's lichen and there's the other one that
0: there's a few things that grows in trees now. Um, there's the like wood ear mushrooms. There's lichen. There's oh, lichen as well, uh... Chris. It's
1: like it's an ancient kind of moss, almost. Is that what that? Be yeah, it?
0: yeah. Um, it's that kind it's, of white it's...
1: greeny stuff that you see, and it yeah. has a very like the smell of it is very beautiful. Like it's a really um vibrant kind, kind of. A of sort. It's a vibrant yeah. kind
0: of earthy smell like Hm that's it and I mean you're walking along and you can smell like gar- wild garlic growing from miles away and you can you know and it's just like it's just alive you know like I, I go into a city centre and half an hour later I have a headache because like it just you're breathing gack like <laughs> yeah you know yeah
1: so biodiversity, we were talking a lot about, and natural habitats. We had lots to say about the wildlife and the bees, and like, mm. what is it they've? Oh, is it? I can't remember. It's like a hundred and one or a hundred odd species of bee they have out there.
0: I think I think he said a hundred and one. Yeah, yeah, they,
1: they had ninety one, yeah. I think, or ninety nine, and then they got a hundred and one.
0: Yeah, and yeah. then when you go over to the Joto region, there's a whole new spectrum of them. Like, to where? <laughs> <laughs> I was making a Pokemon reference. Don't mind me. Ah, okay, so there was a hundred and one of them, and then you find a whole new region, like and oh, okay. yeah, okay.
1: Um, so don't mind me. So back to the biodiversity, Chris. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's it, like what was it? One, I mean,
1: one one really interesting thing. Sorry, Chris. The it was he mm. was like with the with the, they have a hundred and one species of bee out there, and they get people coming in all the time. And, you know, they'll they'll be like, oh, how many hives do you have? And be like, we don't have any hives. And be like, oh, right. And then, but 10 minutes later, they're asking again, so how many hives do you have? And they have to yeah. just keep on explaining that, like, they it's all natural, like, they, it's a bee sanctuary mm. because, like, they that's... And they're the only one on the planet doing it. They've got, like, people... Mm. They've got people do, maybe doing similar things, but who are really farming the land. Would that be fair to kind of...
0: Yeah, yeah, there is a few kind of conversation conservationist kind of uh, beekeepers, if you will. Yeah. You know, but they're not beekeepers. They're just allowing the bees to do their own thing because most of the bees in Ireland are like solitary bees. So they don't have a hive. They don't have a queen. Mm. You know, they're the ones that the, the insect hotels are for.
1: Because then... you're
0: not going to get, you know, you're not going to get a, like a hive of bees living in that like.
1: Right, you know? and he he was actually saying that the solitary bees are like better at getting pollen and are better pollinators, even.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, for one, they have a much wider range and space, like, and they spread out much further. Because, uh, like, from a beehive, the bees won't go more than I think it's five miles, but don't quote me on that. So, if you've got a twenty-mile space, you need four sets of beehives to cover that area. Yeah. You know? mm. Um. So the solitary bees, because they're, they're they're young, will be pushed further from them, if you will, and they're working in the units of one. They spread it. They spread much faster and much further. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. And then we we were talking about the other pollinators, like um butterflies and lacewings and things as well, because like I think Paul said that. Any be any insect that goes to one flower and then to another flower is a pollinator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, and like back to the biodiversity and the importance of it, Chris. Like what we were saying, what you were saying about the balance and the dom- dom- domino effect. I'm sure mm. a lot of people who could, are ch- tuning into can will be aware of this, <clears throat> and I'm sure a lot of people aren't aware of this. But like that's a good example of like one thing in the chain that if that is to mm. fail. Like, they're already talking about food shortages right now. This would be like a global event if that happened. Yeah, basically.
0: this would be this would be catastrophic because I mean, most of the food that you eat, like in terms of vegetable and grains and stuff, has to be pollinated. If there's no pollinator pollinating, it has to be hand pollinated. You know, and that's that's a very very intensive process.
1: Yeah, well, and they've got all these little mechanical. Bits and pieces going now as well.
0: Hmm. But um, like no matter what, the price of food is going to skyrocket.
1: Yeah. 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 So be ready for that, but, guys. They're already talking about it months back. So yeah. There, there's
0: famine we'll was the old, we'll, we'll the old <laughs> silent. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, well, like on hmm. um, T shock, Mihal Martin here in Ireland literally used the word famine um within hmm. the last four or eight weeks um, saying in the winter um, to expect that. Now I don't know if he meant that's going to affect here but it will affect everywhere. It's just like the the regions out there that are already fairly heavily marginalised are in like, big trouble. Yeah. And when we got back to the holistic kind of thing that we love to talk about I can and how everything is kind of interconnected like that. You're crazy to think that if you have a foot fu- fu- or a leg or half a leg that is going septic, that you're going to ignore that and wait until it has to be chopped off. That's what I can kind of see, it, like th- this thing in developing countries, like who have huge, huge, huge potential as far as contributing to solving all of this stuff. And we had a uh, putra bar check on. Uh, from the uh, EEB, the European Bureau, uh, the European Environmental Bureau. Mm. And he's a circular economy expert. He's a senior policy over there at the EEB. And he was talking about how actually in developing countries, they're very well positioned to actually leapfrog, to go from where they are now, more easily to a better sustainable model. It's more where in this region of the world in in europe or places like that um or parts of that where our infrastructure is really kind of ingrained and kind of a bit we wee bit of a house of cards if you don't mind me saying yeah. um whereas so it's less of a big of a deal for developing regions to make that shift
0: uh, like on small scale um like in large parts of Africa say they're already using biogas and producing their own biogas within the home wow Yeah, wow. Um, and they're using very very simple methods but well like, I remember
1: Chris you had a great discussion with Jack O'Sullivan from Zero Waste Alliance about uh, composting and I think you mentioned it too on the Opperman report about um, harvesting our waste basically like that Like, like why are we not doing
0: that like like it makes no sense not to do it. Then there's that company in uh Kildare, I think, was it? The Green Generation are doing that. They're getting all Tesco's food waste and producing biogas from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Which I mean that should be a thing that's done everywhere. There should yeah. be a place there should be a place for you to bring your green waste that turns it into something.
1: You know? Yeah, because it's waste. It should be zero waste. Like, it's kind of... Hmm. I love I love how Jack O'Sullivan describes that. It's not really waste. It's discarded stuff. And I've just yeah. been, like, getting that into my brain more and more and more. And it's like, you know, I, 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 I feel, like, responsible now if I don't, like, wash a bit of plastic before I put it into recycling. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what we need to be doing. Like, we need to be engaged in that kind of way and get, like, stop being lazy about it. You know, it's a simple yeah. thing. Just wash your plastic and put it in the bin and get rid of it. Get it out of your house as soon as you get your food out of there. Get it out of your house and get them get get, get it reused.
0: Hmm. I, l- I like that some companies are starting to do um, reusable bags for your vegetables and fruits and things. You
1: know. Yeah, sure. France uh-huh. banned uh, wrappable plastic for fruit like a year ago or less than a year yeah. ago. So it it is really encouraging when we see these kind of initiatives taken off. It's just like, you know, when you talk to people like Jack O'Sullivan or Piotr Barczek, you know, and they've been at it for years, it's it's like, it's like kind of bittersweet because it's like people have been banging on about this for a long, long time, Like, and it's kind of, you know, it, we shouldn't have to wait for there to be a total crisis to actually see this as, yeah. like, a good thing to be active on.
0: Hmm. Well, consider this, right? They've been banging on about this for longer than we've been alive. Yeah. You know, this has been an issue for a long, long time. Yeah. Like, you know, from, since, well, once, I can't even think of numbers here now, but I know mm. before the 60s even, like, mm. you know, it's kind of a multi-generational thing that we've, you know, mm. And each 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 generation has kind of kicked the can down the road a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it's this kind of thing of I think came in after the Second World War was especially in the West was this movement to convenience. You know, like yes. oh, we can have you know you can have you know your toaster, wash your dishes. Uh, you know not not that obviously but you know and Uh, it was all like heavy uh, like a heavy use of petroleum and plastic products and it was sold (laughs) to us as like oh make your life convenient or more convenient and we just like turned us into like uber uber consumers and you know i mean Jude sherry made a great point on here um from inish sustainable design with frank o'connor that you know we're people before we're consumers like we get the the narrative that's out there is like oh you know even 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 i think we should be like it should be setting off a bit of a, a red flag that like when the emphasis on the cost of living the cost of living is kind of like wait a minute cost of living like who is charging like who is who's is, who's is making money <laughs> yeah. off that like you know so like so, people so, like forced before like with yeah we're people first. Like, you know, yeah. the consumer thing is like, it's been marketed at us like that, you know, consume, consume, consume. But like, you know, we're people first, you know.
0: Yeah. Sounds like one of Spielberg's early films. Um, I think it's like THX and then a series of numbers. <laughs> and, and, and you go into a kind of like confessional booth to get told things by a recorded voice. And the last message you get is buy more, buy more and be happy. Yeah. 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 You know. And uh yeah, like that's that's essentially the message we've been sold is well, the message we've consumed <laughs> is mm. to buy more and be happy. Mm. If you if you have the latest thing, it's well better than the last thing. And it makes your life better. But it doesn't really like
1: and to me that kind of behavior is just a symptom of like the the illness in society. <clears throat> 'Cause it's not sustainable. If you are if you were to sit down rationally and think about how that eventually is gonna all play out, if everybody behaved in that kind of way, what would happen? What do you think would happen? There'd be no more resources well, at all. Or you'll yeah. have like a small like cartel like sitting on top of
0: all the resources and telling everybody what to do, like You mean like every dystopian sci fi film based on Earth ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: oh lord but yeah he's got into some great some solutions there towards the end of part one with uh Paul Andrew Chris and he was talking about uh seeds and not using sprayed seeds and stuff and he's got into a bit more in part two what's coming up in that
0: well we go into more about the um like that there. there's places selling the bee friendly seeds but like they're not bee friendly and they're not bee friendly for a few years after you start growing them like what does oh, can you explain that then um, they're treated with, like, you know, fungicides and pesticides and insecticides and all. And that stays with the plant for a while because it's kind of intrinsically in it. So these bee-friendly plants may actually, like, harm the bees. So, Why are they really saying
1: f- it's bee-friendly, then?
0: Because the plant itself is bee-friendly. Um, It's like... The plant itself it's like, yeah. is be friendly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's like kind of trying to sell somebody a bottle of water that like is contaminated. <laughs> yeah, that's contaminated or something and being kind of like yeah the water's fine. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well that's it. I mean, it's the same water the dinosaurs drink, you know. Like so I... it should be grand. <laughs> just 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 don't put a Geiger counter near.
1: Like, I nearly think that, like, there needs to be a kind of initiative where the same way that you have things, like, in the States, the FDA or, like, different bodies. Well, I don't know who we have here, Chris. Board B, would it be? Or oh. Yeah, Board B would be the main one anyway. And then we have, like, the the, the, the EPA, which do some good work for water and things mm. like that. But I really think, like, the same way there should be checks and balances on, like, foods and consumables and, you know, that there are very stringent laws and checks and balances in place why shouldn't that why should that not be um a similar model for things that you know are consumable by the environment like Mm. that that's things like plastic and pesticides and uh anything really that goes into the environment like
0: well sure everything goes into the environment (laughs) exactly
1: yeah. I mean, some people will kind of listen to some of that, that, that stuff we're saying and be like, that's a totalitarian, uh, you're on a totalitarian tiptoe with that kind of stuff. It's like, no, no, we're not. We're talking about actually kind oh. of trying to be healthy. We're, we're not. <laughs> 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 uh, I won't mention any names, but you know what I'm
0: saying, Chris? Like that, like... Yeah, I know. Yeah. And it's it's more about personal responsibility, like... You know, I'm not going to come into your kitchen and throw you out the window for not washing the can of beans out. Like, mm. But, like, you should be looking at why Why can't you spend the two seconds to wash the can of beans out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it.
1: Well, it's, it, a lot of it comes down to habit. And I definitely, like, mm. encourage people to, like, think about that a little bit. And just just, just try and do... Just, Try and do good. Try and help people, and try and do a little bit more each day. And like, we, we'll, I think we will get there. Like, you know what I mean. And something is people will be kind of like, ah, well, what good is cleaning a cleaning a can of beans doing? Like, sure, my neighbors don't wash their rubbish. Why should I do it? Why should I bother? It's kind of like you're you're like missing the point. Yeah. If that's your attitude, like you're missing the point.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, things like that it always leads on to undesirable consequences. Like, eventually there will be a fine if your bin isn't ready for to go to the recycling center. Why should we get to the point where you have to be punished for not doing it, really? Well,
1: you know, they'll be talking about whacking in microchips into everything that has a barcode. Like, that would be one way to... Um... <laughs> so either we do it or someone else is going to come along and tell us we yeah.
0: have to do it. Like, Yeah. Uh, I mean, an RFID chip is quite cheap and small, and you know what could possibly you, go wrong? Yeah, you know I, I don't shop see the house. Yeah, they know I, what you bought. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't see any problem but, um, with that at all.
0: Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. Like, sorry. Um, Ed Appleman did a thing about about dog wastes, and like his daughter saw a piece of dog feces on the path outside their house. And she was like, what's going on here? Like, that's, that's crazy. Like, why didn't someone clean up after the dog? You know? And uh, it was a it was a case of in America, they introduced fines and stuff and went really strict on them. And then people's minds changed to like, why wouldn't you pick it up? Like, you know, Yeah, they don't have to issue fines that much anymore on it because everybody just does it automatically. Mm. Mm.
1: yeah so I think we're going to sign off fairly soon we're, we've, we've hit the mark there and we will be back with more we're not sure when but it will be soon we've got some great shows in the can there ready to go and part two with Paul Hendrick the be Sanctuary of Ireland hopefully coming out this week but I'm not gonna make we did say it was coming out this week but you know how it is you know how it is any mm. volunteers out there that would like to help you can check out our website the link's in the description and any final thoughts or anything Chris?
0: just look after each other out there you know that's it and uh, don't forget the sunscreen
1: <laughs> yeah bit of kindness bit of solidarity that's all we're really saying so I'm gonna roll the old bumper here Chris Wavy Wavy It's the Wavy Gravy Tune And we'll be back soon the Can Projects email is canprojects.info at gmail.com And you'll find a link to the Can Projects website in the description All the best